0: I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa.
1: And I am not Alyssa. And you are listening to 52 Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. Um, there might be yelling tonight. <laughs> Just FYI. I mean, there's going to be yelling.
0: We're always yelling.
1: But yeah, there's, there's going to be yelling. So we wanted to start off. Um, so we're recording this on Thursday, November 2nd. And it's the day that Donna Brazile's, I don't know, harrowing account of the DNC's behavior has dropped, which, I'm being sarcastic. I
0: think you I um, think you mean sneak peek for her new book that she's trying to sell. Oh,
1: yeah. right, 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 yeah, that's, yep, dollar signs. Um, so, she said in... I'm going to paraphrase and and the Alyssa's are going to correct me when I get it wrong. But basically she's saying that the DNC signed a fundraising agreement which gave Hillary and her campaign undue influence, which essentially rigged the primary.
0: Right.
1: So a few thoughts. One, the DNC was in debt and Hillary saved their ass. Um, That's number one. Number two, um, who fucking cares? Can we move on? Can yeah. we just please move on? Like, like regardless of the pro, like she won the votes in the primary. She I vote, the I
0: voted for her without any knowledge yeah. of anything.
1: I I, I <laughs> right <laughs> right I voted for her as well. Bernie Sanders was never an option. I would have voted for O'Malley over Bernie Sanders.
2: Um. Oh, I do like so, Martin O'Malley, but I still voted for Hillary. I,
1: well, no. I mean, I'm saying I did vote for her, but but Bernie wasn't even my second
2: choice. No, mine. Neither, um, neither mine. I, I hate yeah. Bernie <laughs> a lot. Every yeah. time I hear his name, something worse happens. Yeah. Can we? Can we just? But we need to move on. 2018 is coming
1: up, where we have important Senate races. The whole freaking House is up for reelection. We need to stop looking back to 18 months ago and and doing a postmortem. The time for the postmortem is over. We lost the election. We lost the Electoral College, which, okay, it sucks the fact that that's how presidents are elected and not the popular vote, but we wouldn't be saying this if, you know, if it was George W. Bush or whatever that situation was. So we need to move on. We need to look forward, and we need to stop going back and dissecting and blaming Hillary for the loss. Like, she made mistakes. Yep. She definitely made mistakes. Russia also passed, I I don't know, just, I, I can't read one more thing about the primary and about the general election unless it has to do with Robert Mueller throwing these assholes in jail because they colluded with a foreign power. And even then, even if Robert Mueller indicts the entire Trump cabinet and Paul Ryan, Hillary won't be president.
0: Yeah, no, and I I think it's, and I I agree, and we need to, it's, yeah, it was a terrible thing. It wasn't just terrible because the person we wanted to win lost. It wasn't just terrible because this monster won. It wasn't, I mean, it was a million things. It was the hope that a woman was going to win. It was the hope in our fellow Americans that they couldn't possibly, regardless of how they felt about anything, political couldn't possibly elect someone who had sexually assaulted a woman and admitted to it on tape it was painful right. it was hurtful it was depressing but it happened and we have if if everybody who didn't want to get out of bed the next day i was one of those people <laughs> and when i didn't want to get Don't out of bed tried. yeah and I, I mean i cried my daughter cried like yes. we cried together in bed and i didn't want to yes. get out of bed and then i thought if Hillary Clinton could put on a suit and come out and address a crowd of people after that, then I can get out of bed today. And that's the same thing now. If she can be whatever she's doing back in public life, doing what then I can too. And we have to, have to focus this energy on 2020. We, we can mourn this loss as long as we're walking and chewing gum at the same time.
1: And, like, it's, 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 it's going to be a year next week. It's going to be a year. We need to, we, we can take off our black clothing. We can still be sad. We, we can still be very sad. But we can have that drive us forward. Um, I mean, the, the one thing, and, and this, I've been spending a lot of time on social media lately, and it's not good for my mental health or really anyone who has to spend any time with me. But, uh, like, he's just not my poor husband. Um, but I think, like, I'm, I'm seeing my friends. And, and a lot of my friends are white women. White women. And that's all they fucking complained about. And, like, the, an exchange I had with one of my very best friends the day after the election, we were both upset and angry and crying. And, and she, she texted me, and she's like, and all I keep thinking of, is we're white and we're this upset. I know. Like, we're not, in the grand scheme of things, the the big picture, relatively speaking, me as a white middle class, somewhat upper middle class woman, isn't going to be that affected by some of these things, personally. Like, and I care deeply about what happens to people around me, but I need to put my big girl pants on, yeah. And get up every day and try to make things better because yeah. I can sit and I can bitch about it on Facebook, but that's not helping anything.
0: No, and and feeling and being hopeless is not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it. I know it's hard. Like some days, I'm so disheartened and hopeless that I don't know what to do actually the worst days are lately when Evie one and I are together at the office all day and then together all night and we are both on a hopeless disheartened day at the same time it's not good there's like a possibility of Felman louise cliff driving on those days <laughs> I need to
1: send you guys more puppy yeah. pictures
0: <laughs> yeah it's are like not saying I bring you down no I say I'm saying, I'm saying oh, we bring e- we bring each other up on the days like when you're having a normal day and I'm sad it's fine when I'm having a normal day and you're sad it's fine we're both having a sad day it's very sad (laughs) um so yeah and I think I think that gets in the way too don't you like hopelessness kind of gets in the way
2: (laughs) yeah you just gotta you gotta take
1: you gotta take your your sadness and I wanted to use a Stranger Things reference, but I can't because it'll spoil people. It'll spoil things. But you got to take your sadness and you got to take your anger and you got to use that to help motivate you to do something.
0: Yeah. You know? And I and think Str- and I think little things, too. Like, I think it's hard. Alyssa and I were talking, like, we've been talking a lot about, um, well, and Jenny Rose, too. But, like, we've been talking a lot about... Um, what we can do to help women in our own community, right? Like how can we focus on Montgomery County? Um and I think we've been thinking about it with the pod and, and also in the future and just in planning in general. And I think being able to do small things at the local level and feeling like you've done a good day's work can do a lot to buoy you.
1: Yeah. 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 You've gotta you've gotta be realistic. You mm-hmm. can't you can't change the world in one day. You've got a, you, a little step. Little steps are good steps. So by helping out in the community, by helping some of these people who these horrible policies are really going to hit, like, and, you know, hit in the gut. Whereas for me, it's just like, oh, I don't like that. You, like, that helps. And I think that's, like, little things in the county, and that's what we're supposed to be focused on. We're supposed to be focused on the county. Right. I think that makes you feel better and you are, you're, you're doing something for someone. What you're doing is big for that someone, you know, even though you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not killing their tax plan. No, but, but you're, you're helping a a real life person next to you.
0: Yeah. And getting ready for 2018 and getting ready to support candidates in 2018 and in 2020 with everything we've got is the best thing we can do for anybody. And Clinton Smith III, the the poet guy who's also, like, PhD postdoc at Harvard, he's so smart and so great to follow on Twitter. Um, He's so, just so smart and inspiring. I don't think he, he's, like, somebody who doesn't have at least public other social media. Like, that's his main social media. And he shares tons of articles and tons of poetry. And um, he was saying, like, at, at, don't get angry. Go register as many people as possible to vote before 2018.
2: Yeah. you do a yeah. strategic. If you, about how you want to do something,
0: to vote. well, yeah, I guess he was meaning in your own community. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> like,
0: pick, you know, find find people you know who you can't don't vote the wrong people. and get people voting. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> there's time to change that. I
1: mean, <laughs> we had elections in Gazersburg this past week. Like. Mm-hmm okay we were voting early for voting the mayor is, and city. it's
2: still going on yeah, yeah
1: early voting maryland is i love that maryland has early voting it makes me so happy um you know and it was mayor and city council and i you know i got up and i went to vote because i'm not going to be there on November 7th and like that's a good feeling like hey i just voted for people i think are gonna make make a difference and i'm making a difference by doing that like we have to start small you can't you know i, I don't know
0: Well, we um, Um, Alyssa and I recently heard the statistics on voting in uh, Gatorsburg. They're appalling. Appalling. Less than fewer than ten percent of people um, vote in the elections for the mayor and the city council. The city council has a budget of like sixty million dollars, and nobody votes. They said a good turnout is thirty-two hundred people.
1: That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was the easiest friggin' thing ever. There was parking. There was no line. There, you know. Yeah. It, I filled in three bubbles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. And that's like, not one that's, I mean, that's a nonpartisan city council. So, uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Oh, two, what is it, two people? I, 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 as a Gaithersburg resident, I should know this, but I only, so the mayor, um, the, the mayor was running un, um,
0: unopposed. Yeah,
1: unopposed, and then for city council, we could only vote pick two names. Right. So, I don't know if, two, if there are others who I should really probably get more involved with understanding things in the city of Dickersburg But I promise it will. Um, so I don't know if this is a two-person council or only two people were up for election. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I I was just amazed. I I was just amazed by the. By the fact that nobody votes when the budget's so yep. big. Yep. I was um, yeah. oh. also amazed to learn, Jenny Rose. I don't know if you maybe you do know this. I didn't know the number for the Montgomery County Council. What their budget is? Do you know that number? Yeah. Five point five billion.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. It's so awesome, like, it makes but, sense. but
0: I mean, when people say. People who are not active politically say the county council, Montgomery County, I don't even know who's running for that. Just like that's a great thing to tell them. Well, did you know their budget is almost it's it's just shy of five point five billion dollars. Should definitely vote in that election.
2: (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah. And I hope we have I hope they have uh, early voting for that as well. Um, But just in case, just in case because this will come out before Election Day, but just in case anyone in Gaithersburg is listening, the Election Day is Tuesday, November 7th, so get out there, go, get out there and vote.
0: And there, I think they said there are six precincts. So early voting, there was just one spot to vote. It was very easy, like you said. Um, but there, I think they said on Election Day itself, there are six precincts, so yeah. pretty easy to, to get out and vote.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, And just just for some comic relief for a second, um, today, for a glorious 11 minutes, Donald Trump's personal Twitter account vanished.
0: The best 11 Uh, minutes of
1: 2017 so far. Twitter says that it was, uh, this is a message, earlier today, at real Donald Trump's account was inadvertently deactivated due to human error by a Twitter employee. I call bullshit. Um, The account was down for 11 minutes and has since been restored. We are continuing to investigate and are taking steps to prevent this from happening again. So that person, whoever it is, is my hero for the day. Yeah. Um, It's
0: Anthony Scaramucci dressed in a janitor's outfit at the Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) The mooch. Oh, the
1: mooch. That
0: was actually a pretty funny 11 minutes, too. <laughs> All right, I'm done yelling for a second. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll yell now. Uh, so the tax bill... <laughs> <laughs> my turn. Tag in. The tax bill came out and, um, you know, women, feminists who are active in the movement and and people who are interested in women's health issues know that there are many, many ways to attack women's reproductive health besides... Um, closing clinics and attacking Roe versus Wade, um, or overturning Roe versus Wade. Uh, there, we've talked about a lot of ways that they can do it. Um, doctors having needing hospital privileges within a certain radius of their office when there is no hospital within that radius, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so today. The tax bill, uh, which does not provide any longer a deduction for adoption costs, um, does include the option for a parent to buy a college savings plan for his or her, quote, in utero child. It's not a child.
2: (laughs) I can't stand it.
1: Uh, just so everyone knows, I've broken out the leftover Halloween candy over
0: this. Also, Thank you, Republicans. E- that was EB1 yelling, not EB2. <laughs> I said I was going to yell. And I was call- cool as a cucumber over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a child. Uh, so let's so let's talk about that. Like, Not only is it ludicrous that they've taken away, like, once again, they want to build something in for for a zygote and take away something for someone who um is adopting a child from somebody who does what they want the person to do which is carry the baby into term when they when the person gets pregnant um so they've taken that away um and they've also put this language in so what like what can this what is this going to do what implications does this have if it goes through
1: the implications of me screaming a lot.
0: Uh-huh. That's... Okay. So, break <laughs> that down, friends.
1: But, it's just... I mean... So I said Halloween candy. So... <laughs> is eating Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, it's gonna help... It's gonna help their case that life begins at conception. Yep. First of all, they can get bent. Yeah. Like, they really can get bent. But that's just gonna help like they're building these like trap doors into legislation it's gonna fuck us over
0: yeah well yeah it's gonna um I I talked to my friend Christina about this today and she made a great point which is well what if like the the parents do start one of these funds and and the fetus dies in utero yeah I was thinking that too the money. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. I, can't, I mean, I want to ask somebody that.
1: Like, what asshole with a penis thought this up? Probably Paul Ryan.
0: <laughs> Maybe Steve Manukin. I hate that guy. He's a toad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just another way to put it into the law that life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that it's I mean, that's, it's infiltrating, I mean, you have to give it to them, right? They're fucking crafty assholes who will stop at nothing, nothing, to make sure that they regulate
2: women's bodies in every possible way. Yeah, but also by, by introducing something where you can create a college savings plan for a fetus is humanizing something that's not born. Yeah. And that's when they do things like that, it changes the dialogue around reproductive rights, not only for that one specific thing, but for just the whole conversation, because people start to see that as a child and not a fetus. Right. And so when somebody goes or says they want to get an abortion, they say, that's a child that, can be having college savings plan or one day go to college, and it's not. It's not.
1: I mean, do they want us to just take our uteri out and hand it to them until yes. we're ready to put a baby in it? Like, is that yeah. what this is? I mean...
0: No, we're incubators. 100% incubators. What other explanation could there be for why they... Only care about women when the woman is carrying a baby to term because she was told to do so.
1: I mean, are they that freaking threatened? Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, I think they are. I yeah. I mean, I I don't. <clears throat> I. It goes to this whole before I knew you, I loved you thing. And uh, let me say, as a mother of three children who I purposefully tried to conceive, and as a woman who has had a miscarriage, I understand the idea that when you are trying purposefully to get pregnant, That there is a sadness that happens when it does not work out. And that there is a conscious effort on your part to make sure that when you are pregnant, you're doing everything in your power to carry the baby to term. But it's dangerous even... It, even and this might be not a nice thing to say as a mom of three children, but it's dangerous even like really, it's dangerous even as a pregnant woman, it's dangerous to say I love you already. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 I for other so people. So, yeah. It's dangerous to as say someone that.
1: as someone who has not never not been pregnant. Um so by saying this I maybe up but I agree with you. Um but I am extremely uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable when people call their 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 pregnant belly by a name. I get calling it a nickname. I get that, um, you know, because that's just it. But I am extremely uncomfortable when the baby is when the fetus is named before is actually out of mother. Oh. That makes me so uncomfortable.
0: But do not you think that's because you're Italian? Because I have the same thing because I'm Jewish.
1: I'm, 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 <laughs> So <laughs> don't, Some you, think, of don't
0: super- you think that's the jewish italian weirdo superstition
1: thing? yeah but i but i have cousins right so two of my so one of my cousins just had a baby last week or his fiance had a baby last week and everyone knew his baby's name it was all over everything at the shower and i was at the shower and I, was, and I said to my husband i was like we're not doing this we're not even telling people what we're having yeah because i'm superstitious
0: no, I mean, I know what you mean about being superstitious. And I know, like, it's every woman's right. However any woman experiences her pregnancy is her right. But, like, I, I do I do think a lot of this language around humanizing something before it can live outside of its mother's body gets, gets dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, and I even get... Especially when it's law. That's not like a woman choosing to call her baby... By its name, like before it's actually a baby, but like that, like when it's writ, that's that's when it's written into law, then that's when we, that's when we run into our problems.
2: Yeah, because someone who gets pregnant who might not want to have the baby, if they hear over and over again that you can do this for something that's not a human, then. Maybe that person would have second thoughts about what they want to do. Yeah. And then do something that they don't want to do and have their entire life affected. Yeah. And, I mean, I believe that
1: people should understand their options. And I'm not saying I endorse this policy at all. But I think people should understand their options. And if a woman is like, eh... I don't know, and it's X, Y, Z, and then someone says, well, one two three exists, and the woman's like, well, my X, Y, Z concerns are assuaged, I'm going to have the baby. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, as long as there's truth behind it, and no coercion, and just, like, here's information, and all that. Um, but yeah, like, let us fucking decide what we're going to do with our own bodies, and... Stop it with the uh, with this
0: crap. Well, and I think what you're saying is right, and I think it goes to the need for really, really good and really full of detailed explanation sex education at a, at a pretty young
1: age. An actual at a pretty young age. An actual actual like. Like,
0: imagine if the woman already knew all those options before she was hormonal, emotionally involved, scared, upset, whatever it is. If she had all those options laid out for her because she had gotten a thorough, detailed sex education before it was ever an issue, um, imagine how much how, how much more easily she would um, be able to, th- maybe the, des- making the decision wouldn't be easy, but thinking it through right. would be easier if she had all the facts way ahead of time
1: but i mean, even even if there were resources and i know planned parenthood probably does this but you know see, like having resources where are you pregnant and scared call this number and not be religious nuts trying to talk you about having an abortion you know like yeah someone who could objectively say well this is what you could do these are the Actual risks. This is what you could do. The you know that like it would be nice if that existed in a pluser you know in many places for women. Yeah. Um. On you know. I, I just I can't. And it goes the whole the whole six week abortion bullshit that they're trying to do. Same thing. Like like that Dick. Um, hmm. Steve King. Yeah. Steve King narrating a sonogram and having an ultrasound machine. In, in the chamber, first of all, it wasn't the right ultrasound. You need transvaginal ultrasound for six weeks, you dick. And why are you talking about this? Sit down. Let someone with a uterus describe what yeah. it's like to have to have an ultrasound of a body part of theirs. Yeah. I, 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 I So many reasons to be, well, it, to be And I
0: think that it, it only focuses, mm-hmm. it focuses on, on, I feel like a lot of times when conservatives make these arguments, they focus on the... Embryo and they focus on the f- um, man involved.
2: Yeah, um, they don't
0: feel, yeah. you know uh, how come he doesn't get a say? blah, blah blah. The, and, and I think that it's they're not his body. I agree. no, I know. I'm talking about the conservative <laughs> I, know. Argument, not I know mine. <laughs> I was just yeah interjecting. I know it's frustrating. but I also think that besides being those arguments being stupid, they also ignore the fact. That when a woman I know I feel like I've said this a million times but like when a woman chooses to have an abortion or chooses to have a baby or chooses to give a baby up for adoption whatever not none of those things is easy none not one of those things is easy for a woman so it's not like there's there's no easy way out of anything period becoming a mother is not easy giving birth is is not easy. Going through pregnancy and labor is not easy. <laughs> Listen to me, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I did it three times. It was worth it to me, but it was fucking awful. Um, but like, and and giving a baby up for adoption is not easy. I this is so silly, but like you know the movie Juno. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Baby's that fingernail. Yeah, right. The fingernail, right? They got her. But the most moving part of that whole thing to me was the end. Oh. After she had, not the true. very end, but after she has the baby. Yeah. And she's just li- lying in bed, sobbing, and Michael Sierra yeah. gets in bed and holds her, and she's just yeah. sobbing.
1: And like and her dad, yeah, and her dad was like, kiddo, one day you'll be here on your own trip. Like, yeah. that, I cry every time I see that part. Yeah, Because you can see, like, it's not just like
0: oh, pop the baby out hand it over like right, <sighs> right. any de- any decision a woman makes about her body at all period i think i mean to do with anything but but specifically to do with with pregnancy either wanted or unwanted any decision she makes is hard and the process the the physical process you go through for any one of those things is hard and painful mm-hmm. and not just mentally, but physically. And like, just just making the woman seem like a vessel who can do any one of these three things and is just choosing the easy way by having an abortion is just so deeply wrong, insulting, and nasty for a man to say I just like I it's so offensive to me not just of course the civil rights piece of it is offensive but also just the diminishing of the woman as someone who can feel physical and mental pain as a result of a pregnancy no matter what the outcome of that pregnancy yeah I don't I don't know that makes me upset all right Jenny Rose what's your happy news
1: my happy news. So I found last week, and I don't remember what website I saw it on. Um, but there is, it's uh, it's called. I'm going to call it New Rx. Um, and it's an app that it's like you bypass the doctor to get your birth control, and you're you're um they call it Prep. So you're you know you can get Plan B. I think. And it delivers it to you, and you, uh, here it is, delivered to you without a visit to the doctor with or without insurance starting at $15 a month. Um, And, you know, it goes through, if you don't have insurance, it's not a problem. They help you choose the right brand without breaking the bank. Um, It's, you know, you just fill out a few questions, and you can talk to a doctor, you can upload stuff. Um, and they they always try to give you three months of birth control at a time for convenience. And it's HIPAA compliant, so it meets all the privacy laws, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and it's, you know, it's not available everywhere. Uh, right now it is available in D.C. It's not available in Maryland yet, but I actually reached out to the company and... Mm. And I said, you know, hey, you guys going to come to Maryland and blah, blah, blah. And let me pull up that Facebook message. They got back to me uh, within a day, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, Here you go. They said, we'll be launching in Maryland within the next couple of weeks. I gave them my email, and they can notify me when um, they're active in Maryland, and they plan on launching in several more states in the next few months. So um, let me just tell you where they're where they're available now, so I don't know how to use my iPhone all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're available in California, New York, D.C., Washington, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Florida, Indiana, Michigan, Maine, Minnesota, New Jersey, Missouri, North Carolina, and Texas. So... Okay, so just to go back, I was wrong. It's not birth control and Plan B. It's birth control and PrEP. So PrEP is the um, it's anti-HIV medication taken by HIV-negative individuals um, to reduce their risk of getting the virus. And it's FDA-approved and all that. So that's pretty cool that they make access to that easy as well. Um and and
0: unembarrassing. Yeah, like I think, I think part of oh, right. why people don't ask for that, and why young people don't ask for birth control or by condoms and stuff, is part of it is that they're embarrassed.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, in in the day and age that we're in now, where access to birth control is threatened, mm-hmm. and I'm sure access to anti HIV medication is also threatened. Um, It's nice that, you know, you could pull up the app on your phone, answer a few questions. They put you in touch with a doctor in your state. And it's delivered to your door, hopefully at an affordable price. Um, So, yeah, we thought we'd let people know about that. Again, um, not available in Maryland just yet, available in D.C. and Virginia. So I will keep my eye open for my email um, cause they said they were gonna let me know when it's in Maryland and we'll let everybody know, but you know, a, a small silver lining.
0: Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, <clears throat> so it is, um, trans awareness month and, um, we have a woman of the week that Alyssa is gonna, um, EV1 is gonna talk about, um, and I just wanted to give a brief, um, just a brief download to um, people on if a trans, if a person in your life comes out to you as trans. um, I I had a person in my life come out to me as trans, someone who I had known for my whole life, um, and it was quite shocking. Um, I actually think I fell on the floor and didn't get up for a while. <laughs> after the phone serious? call yeah i just well, i li- like did not even close to see it I and mean, i don't know maybe i'm dumb but i mean like i had no it was like a shock and i just i don't know i was great during the conversation but then the conversation ended it was very long it was on the phone and i just laid down on the floor and didn't get up <laughs> cuz i was in such shock i'm not kidding um so once i uh, got out of shock well first of all during the conversation um I had the wherewithal to say how long do I have to ask dumb questions that I should probably already know um before my statute of limitations on that is up um and my friend graciously told me that I could ask any questions I had right now, and she would not, uh, hold any of them against you later, so, uh, I highly suggest anybody who, uh, has somebody coming out to you as trans to, uh, ask right away, how long am I, how long do I have to ask dumb questions, am I allowed to ask dumb questions, um, please and thank you, uh, then choosing the questions carefully, um, is a good idea, uh, my smartest questions being around, how she was doing, how I could have been a better friend before, how I could be a good friend now. My dumbest question probably being, where are you going to find shoes? I wear a size 11 and your feet are bigger than mine. That seems hard. Um,
1: That's an important
2: (laughs) question. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, so I'm not going to say I didn't do anything stupid after that. Um, or ask anything dumb after that, or have any interactions after that that were not, um, not just with her, but around the whole thing that that were not, uh, I, I I had some imperfect ones there. Um, but I, I think that that was a good thing to ask. I also think that asking what, how can I learn more about this without bugging you with things you don't want to answer a million times? Um, and she told me there were two books she wanted me to read one was a scientific book which was i'm amazing amazing um science is so amazing (laughs) um and i mean it just I, i can't tell you like when you read about the actual process of of um surgery and this this is a person who was who it has gone through the surgery and at that point knew she was going to go through the surgery um so i read all about the science and of the surgery which is really amazing and fascinating um and this was years ago so it was a little less mainstream um and then she also recommended that I read a book by Jennifer Finney Boylan who's going to be our woman of the week who has now become since become famous because she like life coached Caitlyn Jenner she was on some show with her um but she was not then she um was, had written a book, which is an excellent book, which you should read, everybody, called She's Not There, um, about her transition. She's a writer. She's best friends with Richard Russo, who wrote Empire Falls, among other things. Um, and her memoir, She's Not There, was what my friend recommended I read. And it was excellent and emotional and um, really helped me to understand a, a lot of things without having to ask as many things as I would have before. So the so the uh, the most important. Well, I don't know if it was the most important, but the the thing that taught me the most, that made things and um, broke things down for me the best um, during this whole learning process was someone who um, described being trans this way. Uh, imagine that you are. A Yankees fan. You love the Yankees. You love everything about the Yankees. You want the Yankees to win every game. All you want to do is wear pinstripes every day. That's you die for the Yankees. Right. I agree. But you were born. In, I have no opinion on the matter. You were born in Boston and your whole family for roots Mr. for Red Boston. Bost- also for the Red <laughs> Red You were born in Boston. Your whole family roots for Boston. Your house is decorated in Boston stuff all the time. Everybody wears Boston all the time. So you wear Boston, like you wear a Boston jersey and you wear all these Boston hats and Boston shorts and Boston pants, everything. But underneath the Boston gear, you have New York gear hiding underneath. And that's who you really feel like you are. You're a New York fan. You're a a Yankees fan. And... All you want to do is rip off the Boston gear and tell everyone you love that you still love them and you're still the same person, but you're a Yankees fan, not a Red Sox fan. But you're terrified that they'll think that they've raised you wrong or that they've made a mistake or that you've turned against them. So you keep wearing this Boston gear over top of your Yankees clothes and just silently rooting for the Yankees without telling anybody you're rooting for the Yankees. That 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 was how... Um, she described, not my friend, but this other woman, described um, being transgender. And it really helped me. <laughs> it really helped me to understand that, and obviously, gender is a deeper emotion, and she went into all that. But like, it was a good way to explain. So if you're looking for a way to explain, or if you're looking for a way to understand, it's just like a nice metaphor, or maybe allegory, maybe that would be an allegory, for uh, for what it feels like to be growing up, in the wrong place, you know, in the wrong, in the wrong outside. Um, anyway, I liked that a lot.
2: Yeah. All right, so as Alyssa mentioned, this week's Woman of the Week is Jennifer Vinnie Boylan. Uh, she's an author. She's written 15 books, including the one Alyssa mentioned. That book was the first best-selling work by a Transgender American. She's also a New York Times contributor. She's a professor and is currently at Barnard College. She serves as the national co-chair of the board of directors for GLAAD, which is a LGBTQIA advocacy organization. She was on I Am Kate, The Caitlyn Jenner Show and was also a consultant on the show Transparent. In one of her New York Times pieces, uh, she wishes trans people had more representation in pop culture, saying, quote, I mean someone other than a murder victim in a crime show or a straight cisgender actor getting a trophy honoring his bravery for pretending ineptly to be someone like me, which I'm assuming that is in reference to Transparent and the main trans woman character being played by a cisgender man in real life. Uh, She's on the advisory board for Gender Rights Maryland, or uh, at least she was. I'm actually not sure if that organization still exists because their website doesn't work and their Facebook page hasn't been updated in a long time. But she at least at one point was involved in uh, gender rights here locally. Um, On her website, uh, there's an FAQ page, and one of the questions she answered is, is there anything you miss about being a man? Uh, which is a problematic question, but I liked her answer. Her answer was, yes, pockets. My clothes used to all have pockets. Now almost none of them do. It's not fair. Um, <laughs> and I like that because I'm 100% on board with pockets <laughs> being a feminist issue. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's Jennifer Finney Boylan. You should really read She's Not Fair. It is a
0: reference to the song in case you're wondering. Okay. Um I like this song. I do too. And it and it's a it's a really she starts it's it's like I said it's not long, it's not epic, but she does start and give a she flashes back a little bit to when she was a small child. Um and uh the very very beginning she talks about her mother <clears throat> ironing her father's work shirts like, her father's dress shirts, and saying to her as she plays on the floor, like, this is just part I remember so vividly, like, you'll, someday you'll have work shirts just like this. And she, in her head, was thinking, why would I ever wear a shirt like that? I'll obviously wear a dress like you.
2: Yeah.
0: And she was so little then, like, too little to understand what that thought meant, really. Um. But she, at the time of her transition, and when she came out about being transgender, she was already married to her wife with two children. Yeah. She's still yeah. married to her. She is still married to her, yes. Yeah. And it's, they, she she talks about the effect that this had on her marriage. Yeah. And, um, and she talks about the surgery a little bit, and it's great. You guys should read it. For a book club. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a different one for a book club. Oh okay. Oh different Yeah, called Becoming Nicole. About um, I haven't read it yet. It's about identical twins. It's a true story about identical twins who, um, one of them is transgender. Oh, well
1: that's gonna be interesting.
0: I know, I think so too. Yeah. So after the new year I mean, we're gonna we're gonna start book club. All, I think it's all interesting, but these scientists in me where, you know, identical twins are clones
1: of each other, that's that's interesting.
0: Um, this is not a feminist issue, but I am slightly obsessed with identical twins. And if I could go back in time and like be a science major, I would just like study identical twins because I'm fascinated. Just generally,
1: genetics are genetics are very cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, only a lot of what we know about genetics came from not an awesome place.
0: That's true, but identical twins right now. I would be really nice to them and give them food and water, but I would watch them through a one-sided mirror like all day long. <laughs> no, just kidding, just kidding. But seriously, they're very cool. Um, and, and seriously, after the new year, we're going to start a book club, and hopefully, becoming Nicole will be on there. Um, and I have some—I have a whole list of other books that uh, I personally want to read that I'm going to jockey for putting on. The
1: list. I still have the Alyssa Monaco book that I have not even taken out of the packaging because I was promised that would be on book club. Yes,
0: that would be on there. And I have read that, but I will read it again because I love Alyssa Monaco so much. And that book was so good. And I feel like if I had only been a little bit older and grown up in like the Hudson Valley of New York or whatever, we could have been friends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What's up? Chapter news. Um, We have a chapter meeting on Wednesday, November eighth, at the Gaithersburg Library. <laughs> Walking distance from Jenny Rose's apartment. <laughs> woo <Woo-woo>. woo! After party. <laughs> After party. Why not? <laughs> What's up, Brian? We're <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we are oh, recording, obviously. Our next episode of the podcast next week, and Jenny Rose will be in town for Yay! it. So, Woo! no more so. low-quality phone call on our podcast.
1: Sorry, that—that's probably. Oh no, second or last. But yeah. Um. Right. So Brian gets the apartment invaded two nights in a row. Woo!
2: Yes. And on November 15th, we have our woman trivia night at Denizens in Silver Spring. That's going to be super fun. Yeah. Jenny Rose, you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So, we're again, you don't have to be a woman to attend, but the questions are going to be women focused. Um, we are asking for a nominal donation to play trivia. Um, we have an event, yeah. right? It's like $5 to play. Um, and you don't, you know, it, it's, denizens that it's it's a happy hour, so you don't have to play trivia to come to happy hour, but we would like people to play. Um, we are going to have prizes for the people who, you know, the top scorers. I think we said the three top scorers. And it'll be fun. I think we'll just have, have, have a good time um, to something different and learn something hopefully everyone will learn something about different women, women stuff. Um,
0: hopefully I'll learn something about a new favorite beer that I can start drinking.) <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jenny Rose said Denison's had great beer. I know, but it Yeah, funny. no, the beer,
1: We when we went, the beer I had was good. I enjoyed the beer. A lot of my um, girlfriends go to near, live near Denison's Silver Spring and go regularly and they like the beer. And the food that I had, um, we, my husband and I both really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, it should be, it should be fun. We'll be in the downstairs area. Um, it's like their brewery area. They they're giving us half of the downstairs. We have plenty of room. So come on down. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. And we have some fun podcast guests coming up in November. We do. Uh-huh. Should we say who they are? We don't have to. Yeah. Could tease it. We have an, we have another now chapter coming on. We're super excited after our successful interview with Madison.
2: Yeah, and we have uh, current candidate slash. Potential elected official coming on at the end of November, um, so and she elected or
0: not, she'll have a lot to say about um, county issues around education and all kinds of stuff. She's super interesting.
2: That's true. Yep. And then December third, we have our reproductive rights panel, um, and we will be posting the link to get tickets for that soon. So be on the lookout. You can go to our website to see that when we post it. It's MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland, now for National Organization for Women, MCMDnow.org. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, also at MCMDnow. And, yeah. Yeah, so lots of fun stuff coming and, and more
0: stuff in the new year, so. Uh, We're going to take a month off in December from meetings and happy hours so that um, our board can huddle and uh, get things ready for the new year um, so we can start off fresh in 2018.
2: Thank goodness this year is almost over. It's going to be a good year. (laughs) It's going to be a good year. We posted about this on social media earlier today, but before we go, we just want to mention that today... November 2nd is Latina Women's Equal Pay Day. Today marks the date in 2017 that Latina women on average need to work until in order to earn the same amount of money that white men on average earned in all of 2016. So Latina women need to work almost an entire full extra year in order to earn the same amount of money for doing the same work that white men earn in just one year. Latina women earn just $0.54 on average for every $1 a white man earns for doing the same work. If you want to put that in terms of years and how long you may work throughout your career, it would take Latina women 73 years to earn what white men earn in 40 years. If that doesn't infuriate you, I don't really know what to say about the quality of your character. Um, we definitely need to close the gender pay gap, and we especially need to close that gap for women of color, because, as we've mentioned many times on this podcast before, things that are bad for white women are amplified for women of color. Um, 54 cents on the dollar to what white men earn is, is ridiculous. Um, so here we are, November 2nd. Equal Pay Day for Latina Women. Um, So, yeah. Until next time,
0: have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.